It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yes, 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 and welcome back to the Fresh Arsenal podcast with me, the original PB and the imposter PB again. It's the PB double. We're still waiting for JB. If anyone's seen him, let me know. I'm a bit concerned at this point. <laughs> Didn't see him. Uh, off that tweet as well. <laughs> yeah, he got absolutely buried last night, but we won't go into that. He's still officially part of the podcast, so we'll move on. But talking about last night, uh, we're recording on Friday evening. This is obviously just after Arsenal's nil-nil draw in the first leg of the League Cup, which was quite something, wasn't it? I mean, when I've never, I've watched some terrible games for Arsenal when we've got absolutely battered. Uh, at Anfield a lot of times and I've never missed a minute. I can't make myself turn it off. But I tell you what, when Xhaka got the red card, I was <laughs> very, that was one of the closest I've been to turning it off. Do you know what? Like, I knew that after the five, the first five minutes after, after we made the subs when Xhaka got sent off, I kind of had a feeling that there was, it was, it was going to take us a lot for them to score multiple goals. So I was quite optimistic that like, do you know what? Like when that happens, you're kind of like, oh, I'll probably take two 0 and try and take it back to the Emirates. Mm. Um, and you get to halftime and you're like, oh well, let's see how it goes. You get to sixty minutes and you're like, well, actually, I'll take one 0 now. Mm. And even at like eighty minutes, I was like, do you know what? If you gave me one 0 right now, I'd probably still take it because it would still feel like a win. But to come away not conceding was really, really great considering the situation we were in in the sense that like we were literally playing Laconga, Saka and Martinelli as a three in midfield mm. with Chambers at right wing back who you know he, he hasn't played football for like four months or whatever it may be he hasn't started since he hasn't played since the, the last league cup round where he where he came on against uh who, who was it that he came it was against he came on against Leeds and scored didn't he was that two league cup games ago so he hasn't played since then mm. and 
he he was amazing when he came on uh, after he settled down and, you know, Lacazette led the line admirably. And I just, yeah, we just stuck in there, didn't we? They didn't do much, though. And I don't, like... And I, I've said this in our chat for a while, haven't we? Even before we played Liverpool and lost 4-0, I was like to you, Ollie, like, they're not that good this season. Like, them and Chelsea, they're not that good. City are, like, a lot better than everyone else. And by and large, in those first 40 minutes that we played at Anfield in the league, I thought we were pretty solid and we we kind of played football. We didn't just sit in a deep block. We, like, played and, and wanted to play football. And obviously, mm-hmm. like, as soon as one goal went in, we lost our heads. The new no thing happened and you end up losing 4-0. I think that was always um, the thing last night, though, wasn't it? As, as well as we did, you felt maybe if one went in, yeah, that could have happened again. For yeah. Five goals. I, I mean, going back to the red card when it happened, I didn't know what to hope for because I was like, if we do only lose 2 0, is that the worst score? Because I think yeah. Arteta will then, he won't give up at 2 0 on the second leg when no. realistically we got no chance of winning by three goals against Liverpool so that was kind of my biggest fear I, I almost the pessimist in me was like lose comfortably write this off or yeah. hang on for a nil-nil one-nil and obviously we got the best result really we could have although I mean Saka <sighs> a great Big chance counts. wasn't it I think it was yeah. 0.4 xg which is really uh, which is huge yeah it kind of it's weird isn't it I, I wonder if that xg is is taking into account the player as well because he should have just... Well, it's on, his, it's on his strong foot, wasn't it? It was on yeah. his left. So it's probably taken that into account. Kinda, he kind of tries to tow it over, doesn't he? Like, kind of mm-hmm. lift it over and doesn't really get the purchase. But he was shattered by that point. I kind of felt when Liverpool made their triple sub, which was, was it Joe Gomez, Nico Williams, and Curtis Jones came on earlier. There was one other they brought. Was it Oxley chamberlain they brought on as well? I just, at that point, I was kind of like not very worried because I was like who's going to hurt us? Because I was scared that Trent was getting so much space and time. And I think if he would if he wasn't coming back from COVID or whatever, I think mm. he probably punishes us with probably better delivery and creating a few more chances. But as soon as he came off, I was kind of like... Because they were basically just attacking down the right for the last 20 minutes. I was kind of like, I kind of... You know, I back Nuno and Tierney to kind of deal with Nico Williams. And they kind of did in the end. I think that... It was one of those games where there were, I think, only two players really played under under par outside the eleven. Uh, well, the, the remaining ten. I think Jack is an obvious, you know, played okay while he was on, but then did the ridiculous mistake. Um, mm. But the Conga and Gabriel looked quite shaky. But I think it's one of those games where, like, you'd rather them just get through it and just play and get it out of their system and and get all the craziness out of their system and hope that they're better. Um, it on Sunday, which they'll need to be if we want to get anything in that game. Mm. I tell you what, I got some fitness out of the game though. When when Jackie got sent <laughs> off, I uh, wheeled in my exercise bike into the lounge, and I was like, <laughs> "I'm going to cycle until we concede the first goal." <laughs> so it ended up being about seventy minutes on the bike, which is um, decent. Which is probably good. Can yeah. I ask you a question? Do you think yeah. it was a definite red card? Because I was watching, and I hadn't seen the Chelsea game. I watched the the last 30 minutes of it, the Chelsea second leg. Mm. But I saw the Rudiger on Hoiberg challenge. And it was a more goal-scoring opportunity, if anything, than what had happened there. 
which oh, was a bit yeah i don't know like, I, th- I still think it was a red but i do think there was something about like like the, the whole everyone standing up be like oh it's a definite red it's like he still has to he hand balls it first of all most secondly he has to like chest it down and then like the ball is going completely away from the keeper ben white's also there mm. i mean I've not considering seen... also like do you know when we didn't get a, a red against Leicester when Aubameyang was clean through yeah. I mean yeah. there's a kind of case to be made I mean it's still fucking stupid what Jacker does like it's, yeah, it's ridiculous the difference I think I think there Pat and the, and the difference is with a lot of his red cards is the way he goes about it so there was a debate after he got the red as to what it was for and that's because of how he's he's done it so some people were saying clear goal scoring opportunity others were saying violent conduct because his foot was so high you know it's chest height so the combination of the two gives the ref two decisions to make and it's like I think he's always going to send him off I think the Xhaka thing has an influence but I also think it's Xhaka just tackling stupidly like putting his foot so high has you know if the ref's thinking is that a goal scoring opportunity is it not and he's on the edge and then he factors in the foot being nearly head height and I know he's trying to hook the ball out the air, but he knows what he's doing. He kn- he knows he's there. You know, he he's looking at the ball um, in the seconds as it comes. But if you look before, he's well aware that Jota's there, and that's why he's made such a desperate attempt to uh, to get to it. Well, you know, him being the one there having to chase that is is a whole other debate. I don't think he should be doing that. But I think there's been other red cards for Shaka that I'm more annoyed about than that one i think that's i I personally i'm not going to argue too much about that um i do think he's tarnished with a bit of a brush and i don't think absolutely every instance of that sees straight red but i think most players get red cards for that yeah i i still think it was a red like i knew as soon as it happens that it was a red um so Mm. so yeah like that's 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 my feeling yeah we all did but (laughs) It was a shame because, like, we obviously need him. Um, oh, Sammy Mockbell's just tweeted that Arsenal requested the uh, to the Premier League that Sunday North Under Derby to be postponed, and Tottenham are angry, which we always like. The decision mm. will be made tomorrow. So uh, keep your eyes well, on that one. Yeah, so we, we were chatting off air before the episode as to, to kind of whether preview the Tottenham game or not, and we decided against it because of those rumours. So that's um, confirmed at six o'clock on Friday evening that uh, Arsenal put in the request. I think it's it's rare that the requests get rejected. And, and, and when you look at the amount of first team players we've got, I think it's down to 13 seniors. You know, most of our bench was academy players at the, the weekend and Liverpool weren't forced to use academy players against us. Well, so. I, think, I think it's logical though, in the sense that um, we... Premier League statement in, imminent apparently um we we only have two fixtures in February right like mm. it seems a bit crazy um and I think it puts us you know playing the game a bit that other teams have definitely done I mean this would be the first time we've had a game called off at our request all the others have been from from the other clubs but if you think about it uh, not only does it give us more fit players for when we play the Spurs game in all likelihood and potentially new signings uh, also that works for them as well they may have some back they may have new signings but it also gives us a full week before we play Liverpool again 
Um, yeah. Which I'm sure Klopp's got his excuse ready to be angry about if we did win. But <laughs> I think after the first leg... I would, do you know what? I would absolutely love... I know I'm going to sound like Keegan here, but I would absolutely love to beat them next Thursday. Because, yeah. like, the the way... The, how that's been brushed under the carpet is just... Mm. You know, it's one of the most absurd things I've ever seen in my life. Um, in I'm surprised football. Arteta's not made a bigger deal, but I suppose he's probably been warned it's not off. really his style, was it? it? No. He, he never usually does that. Cool. So, obviously, that uh, was the result yesterday. We're still well in with a chance in the League Cup final. Um, we've not spoken since the Forest game, and I'm going to choose not to speak about that game. It will <laughs> depress me, and it's Friday night. So... What we're going to do on this podcast is something a little bit different. Uh, obviously, we're at the start of a new year, not a new season, but a new year. And some things um, happen across calendar years every now and then. So I put together a bit of a list of some questions, Pat, which I'm going to uh, put to you. Um, I'm nervous. Probably, probably weigh in a bit myself as well, especially if I completely disagree with what you say. Um, but these are all statements, essentially. And... It's just a yes or no, but obviously feel free to expand why on your answers. So the first one then, it might seem a bit obvious in the current state, but the question is, will Arteta be the manager at the end of 2022? There's a lot of hype at the moment around Arsenal finishing in the top four. The reality is there's four teams pushing for that. If we finish at the bottom of that sort of four-team mini table West Ham Spurs United Arsenal we'd finish seventh does seventh get him sacked especially if he's backed in this window I think he will be mm. I think he will be I'm that's not me saying I think he should or I think he shouldn't but that's just my prediction I think for every game that we go on and go forward with um it feels more and more likely that we're going to come above our previous uh, position. But I think we mentioned it on the podcast that we did last, right? Or maybe two episodes ago. Um, I think context is important because if Arsenal come sixth and we play like we did against Everton every game, I would feel more annoyed than if we played like we did against City every week and came seventh, if that makes sense. Like, I, I think there is some context to be had there. And now look, like... But for how long would you... Because I don't disagree with you, but some people playing devil's advocate would say it's Arteta's third season. So for how long do you prioritise style over substance? Because <sighs> if he finishes seventh every year but and plays nice for 10 years, you're not going to keep him on. No, no, so no, what, no what, I, I what's agree. What's the point? I, I think... The point is that we've had to go through an absolute rebuild and he's basically been the one that's been burdened with it with it. Mm. Like I, I think by, by point, sorry, I mean what's the at what stage do you, would you stop accepting style of substance? Many... I, I think if you think about like last season as like a, a base season, this season we're trying to shift I think shift narrative of what is what Clive on the or positioning is what Clive on the Arsenal Vision podcast likes to say, and we're also trying to build partnerships throughout the team. So like, you know, White Gabriel, Ramsdale, um, Saka Tomiyasu, Tierney on the left, like you know, Xhaka party to some extent. It's like about that building phase, mm. and now I think that 
the next step is to start winning and getting back into like I think if next season if we came sixth this season next season Arsenal like were playing as well as they are against Man City we go far in cup uh, cup competitions Europe and we come higher in the league and no fifth and challenge for fourth I think that's a good trajectory but I do think that you know if he's back this window and backed in the summer and let's say we come fifth right the Mm -hmm. next season He'll be going into the last, is it the last 12 months of his contract? Has he got 18 months left from here, hasn't he? I think he's got 18 from here, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, like, I don't think he'll get a new deal this summer. And l- actually, to be fair, I think if he gets top four, he'll get a new deal. I think even if he comes fifth and wins a League Cup, I think he'd probably get, I think he'd probably get a new deal. Um, I, 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 I think there is just too much bubbling now and too much building. And I think it feels like he's quite integral to that, whether we like it or not. Um, so, yeah, I think he will be. And I think I think he'll, he'll deserve to be, in my opinion, at that point. Mm. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think I'd, I'd lean towards yes. Uh, I think you have to probably come seventh or, or at least... Uh, probably some distance from sixth in points wise um, to, to not be the manager at the start of next season or start next season, particularly poorly. I do think though, if not this season, next season, he needs a top four finish to be completely secure in the job, which is very difficult when you look at the teams, but at some stage we've got to set those targets high again, especially if he gets back in, in this window, the summer again, after last summer, I think um, it's time to start raising the expectations again. But let's finish with that one. The next question is, and it's kind of linked, will William Saliba play for Arsenal next season? I think so. I think he will. You think or you I th- hope? I, I I hope, but I also think. Like, I think, like... I, I like. I think that if we're in Europe, and I think we will be, right? Um, we're gonna need. We need players that are better than like Holding, Chambers, Cedric. Um, we need like a Nuno and Lukonga for basically every position. And I, I, I'm not saying Saliba is that because he's probably at a better level than those guys. Um, considering he's been playing, you know, top level football since he was 18. Mm. And he's obviously played in um, uh, in Europe with Marseille this season, albeit not very successfully. Um, they are second and he's looked pretty... I think he had a really good start to the season and he's been a bit shaky since. So if you... The first quarter of the season, he was amazing. The next quarter, he's not been as good. Um, I think if you look at the kind of profile of player as well, that Arteta has signed over th- this last window, right? Like Tommy Asu, like physically imposing, like great athlete. Ben White, great athlete. Ramsdale, I think you'd say he's, pre- he's a pretty good athlete as well. Nuno Tavares, great athlete. Gabriel, great athlete. Um, obviously, he wasn't signed last summer, but y- you kind of get the gist. Lukonga, pretty good athlete as well. Like he... Arteta obviously values technical skill very much because he... 
you know, we signed Odegaard and he's not like the most physically imposing and great uh, and, and best player in that regard. But like Martinelli, Smith Rowe, Saka, the reason these are the guys that are the youngsters that are currently making it at Arsenal and someone like Eddie and Ketia isn't is because they've either got the, the, the build and the power and the, and the pace to hurt like actual men um, or they're technically elite. And I do think that that is kind of like what we're looking at. And if you think about the players that we're being linked with right now in Dusan Vlahovic, you're thinking about like a 6-3 multi-skilled centre forward who's got like pace and power. Um, and if I look at William Saliba, 6-4, 6-5, strong, really quick and technically if, like technically great. If Arsenal were to buy a backup centre-back, um, he would kind of be filled, fitting the mould if we didn't own him. And like, look, like, if he doesn't, and we sell him, something has happened on a relationship-based level there. Because I think last season, when he came back, you still could have made the argument that, like, okay, we're only in three competitions. How many games is this guy going to actually start? Like, 10, 15? What's the best thing for his development? Go out on loan. Next season, with Europe, hopefully, and cup games, and injuries and suspensions, you're thinking he probably starts about 20, 25 games for Arsenal. And I think that's that's a big step up from playing with all due respect to Marseille for Marseille. Um, mm. And so I think he will. I, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite hopeful on that one. Everything you're saying is logical. <laughs> However, what you've not factored in is whether Mikel Arteta likes Saliba as an yeah. individual. And I think some people say, oh, you're being ridiculous, but I think there's a fair amount of evidence to support that claim um, in how his situation has been handled and how Arteta has dealt with numerous other individuals. It's clear that Arteta has the potential to have quite serious fallouts with players and, and never play them again. Yeah. And I think he's quite a stubborn man, Arteta. So I wouldn't put it past him. I, I'm, I'm personally, I lean leaning towards no. And I think because he's played so well, I think there's a good chance someone comes in with what thirty-five million pounds bid for Saliba, which would be New, Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone comes in with a, a bid that's more than more money than what we paid for him. Arteta's got. A, if Arteta has a problem with him, um, I think we take it. I, I wouldn't personally, because I think for all the logical things you said, he's he's a perfect addition to the squad next season. Um, what I'd add on top of it is he can play on the left or right side of defence. Has centre. played right back as well. Yeah, so he's, he can you know partner both Gabriel and White in case of injury, which is a massive improvement on holding coming in um, for one of them. So yeah, I, I'd like to think even if we sold him, we'd then replace him with a, a decent sort of twenty million pound centre back anyway to make an upgrade there but yeah like William Saliba is really good right but I think there is some hype and expectancy that this guy is going to be like the net like an absolute elite world beater which he may well still turn out to be Mm. what I'm saying is that there are a load of very good very good like very good young centre backs in his age bracket like 20 21 um that Arsenal would be able to buy with that kind of fee. I mean, like Sven Botman that Newcastle were linked with, he's really, really good. 
you know, Badia Chile that's probably going to Newcastle is also very, very good. Um, you know, Jean-Claire Todibo that's at Nice, very good player as well. Like there are a load of <laughs> just French players or French base players that are like kind of of that ilk or of that level. And like William Saliba maybe has a higher ceiling than them. But I mean, I, I, it's very difficult to kind of say like he is going to be like a Marquinhos or whatever. Like he is going to be like an elite world-class player, mm. but so we invested that money in him. So we must think that he can be. Um, so I, I would think it'd be crazy not to give that, to give that a shot. But as you mentioned, like the summer will be defining for him. Mm-hmm. It definitely would be crazy. But I think the stats show he's, he's exceptional in possession. There are some um, areas to work on defensively, which, you know, if, if we're, we're backing Arteta and saying there's not been a fallout that he maybe legitimately saw it as a good opportunity for him to go and and work on in France and he comes back stronger. So let's hope that's the case. I, w- I would just say if he is sold, I would probably lean towards, um, I know we're all about youngsters at the moment, but I, I would probably lean towards an older, more experienced, not really old, but someone sort of around that uh, 26, 27 mark because i think that holdings that guy at the moment he's the guy who's like the experienced backup but in my opinion he's pretty terrible so if you could just get a better version <laughs> yeah of you you need like a, a matip right yeah uh, that yeah, kind a, of player a better version i don't know i i don't i i maybe someone like a, a jason denier who's mm. probably going to be out of contract from leon like someone like that i'm not yeah, saying there's players there and, and we would make loads of money on on that difference between Saliba's sale and probably bringing someone in for like 15, 20, um, which we can put that money somewhere else. But let's hope it doesn't happen. I think we both hope you think he will. I'm just going to be slightly more pessimistic and say, I, I don't think he will. You don't think so? No, sadly. Um, let's move on then to the next one. A bit tied to the first one, I guess. Will Arsenal finish in the top four this season? I'm actually going to stick my neck out and say yes. You're feeling a lot more positive than me tonight because I'm going to say no on this one as well. So yeah. I, I thought, I, and I said to you guys like three weeks ago um, that I thought we wouldn't because United had this amazing run to come, right? Mm. But like they just haven't clicked into gear. In fact, some would say that they look maybe even better under Carrick than they do under under the new coach. So mm. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Ralph hasn't got a, a tune out of them, so it's just, and and there's rumours of like I don't know, like I had some crazy rumours the other day, and and we were talking about it with with Carl that you know Ronaldo's a massive influence on like squad selection and training regimes, players maybe handing in transfer requests, um, Rashford unhappy, like all this kind of stuff. It just sounds like it's not a squad that's going to pull together in like get there do you know what i mean mm. yeah I, I don't think we'll lose out to united um i think we'll lose out to spurs because i i genuinely think they've been horrible under conte they have i think it's huge this game against spurs whenever it gets played because let me let me read it's out six spurs, point spurs fixtures between now and the end of the season right us Leicester away, Chelsea away, Southampton at home, probably a win, Wolves at home, 
City away, Leeds away, Everton at home. Those are interesting. Then United away, then West Ham at home, then Newcastle at home, who could have anyone by there, by then. Then Villa away, which would be very tough. Brighton at home, probably not as tough. Brentford away, Tottenham, uh, Leicester at home, then Liverpool away, then Burnley at home and Norwich away to, to finish up the season. Like, they could easily lose one, two, three, f- like, four or five more, five, six more games this season. And so could we, but like... Mm. Well, I mean, already... they've, they've only played 18 games, right? So they've played, who have they played twice? Because some have been postponed. But effectively, like most of us, we've just got to play everyone twice. I get Arsenal, yeah. uh, everyone once more. We've played Man City twice now. We've got that out of the way. Um, if Spurs game does go ahead or whenever it's played, we would have then got that game out twice. And I do believe Spurs had a couple of the tricky ones called off. I think maybe Man City, so they maybe got them. Twice. Leicester as well, yeah. So yeah, it, it got slightly tougher, but all in all, we've kind of still got to all play everyone once. So I don't think, and and look, they're two points behind us with two games in hand. So even if who they, those, who are those games in hand, right? Well, say so it's Leicester and City. I mean, they win one of those. They're still starting a point ahead of us. Yeah, that's still, you know. I I I think that they, I th- I just think they look awful. Like that, I just don't see any signs of improvement from them. Um, and I actually thought it's weird. Like it's weird to also see maybe West Ham potentially coming seventh. Like, can you see that? Or it's tough. Well, like, uh, I, I thought I was they'd be. Say to you, who, who do you think would be our closest challenge if we finish fourth? Who's coming fifth? I think it will be Spurs. Hmm. And I, and I can't tell you who's going to beat us to the fourth spot. I just think yeah. West Ham, Spurs and United, they're all good and are going to be very close to us. And if we slip up do, at do all... Do you know what? If you ahead. told me any order of those clubs, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm. Like, I genuinely wouldn't be shocked if we came seventh and there was four points I, between seventh and fourth. Yeah, And I wouldn't I'd be shocked be... if we came fourth and West Ham were seventh. I'd probably you know be I mean? slightly surprised if West Ham hold off Arsenal Spurs and United and they're playing in Europe still um, that would be my most surprise if they hold on but again I think they easily could they've got a very good um, team very good togetherness there I think if they can add a striker in January then they're, they're in um, in the serious race for it I mean they're currently sitting in fourth at the time of, of recording so it's anyone's game between those four Um we could do with Liverpool or Chelsea having a massive flop and getting involved in the battle as well, I think. If there, if there was two spaces up for grabs between five, I'd feel more confident than one between four. Um, so, yeah, I would lean towards now. I'd be absolutely ecstatic if if we did. What scares me is, as you say, we could, we could just as easily finish fourth or seventh and seventh doesn't get you Europa League, does it? Well, it gets you bloody Conference League. how scary is that we we could easily get in the Champions League or we could easily be in the Conference League Yeah, with with like maybe two points difference it's it's quite scary isn't it and you think back to some of the games and what two points could do anyway right so you're going with yes I think yes I hope you're right Pat on both of the last two (laughs) I'm going no 
setting my expectations low, so I'll, I'll be happy. That's fair. Okay, um, next one. We'll do a couple more. I think we'll, we'll get halfway through my list and we'll, we'll pick up the rest on uh, on the next pod. Next one. <laughs> Quite timely. We were going to record this last week. Um, maybe better to record it today. Will Granite Xhaka be at the club next season? <sighs> Another red card yesterday against Liverpool. Um, that's three in the it, last 18 way. months. I think Roma will come back in for him. Like, there's no even if Mourinho's gone, which looks like that might happen. They've invested a lot of money into him, though. That's the only thing. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't put past him walking, though. Yeah, I, I, I think he'll, I think he'll see out the season at the very least. And if he's still there, I think they'll come back in for him. Um, so the thing is, I think Jacka to go, we need. We'll be. We'll have to sign two centre midfielders. So, can you see us doing that? I guess is, is a question as well. I personally don't think so. No. Like, I think it's very difficult to imagine. Like, if you think about, we need we need a striker either in January or summer. Maybe another striker if Lacazette also goes, or if Winketio also goes, because we're presuming Bamiang's not going to be here, and Balogun probably will be on loan again next season. So we're talking, let's say, hypothetically, two strikers, probably another right back, and then a first-choice central midfielder. It seems a big ask to get another central midfielder on top of that, doesn't it? What, what if we signed a, per, a central midfielder permanently this month? Then it's only one in the then, then I'd say then it's a bit more likely. Or even if... Let's say you sign like an Arthur this the January and he's amazing I'm not saying he will be but let's just say he he could be mm. um, then you activate his buy clause that's an easy one and buy someone else yeah because I think <laughs> El Nene could well leave um, and that leaves just the Conga jacket yeah I mean my answer is I've supported Jacker quite a lot but it's getting hard. I mean, you can feel slightly sympathetic about individual um, red cards and individual mistakes and you can excuse him. I think every time you can feel a bit bad for him and sometimes blame other players. I'm thinking when he passed to Chris Wood and it was kind of half Leno's fault because um, mm. of his pass. So you can excuse him there. Um, the penalty against Man City, which lost us the game when we played brilliantly you can say oh did Bernardo Silva dive but then he's put his hand on his shirt and given the ref mm. decision to make yesterday you can say oh he was looking at the ball trying to get the ball but he's put his foot so high you know and and when these all accumulate it's it's tough to keep providing excuses for him you know if it was a one-off thing all of these things could be excused even yesterday the players leaving you know Tierney and Gabriel completely I don't know where on earth they were, but Xhaka even attempting yeah, Gabriel, to cover for them. Gabriel bit of was was crazy for me. Yeah, I, I didn't and I, I, I admire Xhaka seeing that, spotting the situation, and doing his utmost to solve it. But ultimately, he's got extremely lucky that we've drawn the game nil now, and it, it doesn't look that bad because it's almost like we maybe wouldn't have even got that result if it stayed eleven eleven. But there's just too many things. And I think surely at some stage, Arteta, 
sees Partey. I also think Partey will be here next season. And I think when you look at Xhaka Partey, they are both approaching 30 uh, in the heart of midfield. And I think given the age profile of the squad elsewhere, I think there'll be a desire to freshen up that area of the pitch. And I don't think we've, we've discussed this before, haven't we? I'm not sure Xhaka can be a third choice centre mid. I don't think he'd, he'd take that. I don't think he'd accept that. He wants to be the main man or he doesn't want to be there. And there was a brief period last season, wasn't there, during our bad spell where he was dropped, I think, after red card. And when yeah. he came back in, he looked horrendous. Um, so I think he just has he has to be playing consistently. I mean, he's a very durable player. Um, and I just think if he's told that he's not going to be in there, starting 11 he'll be gone so I'm actually going to say no he won't be at the club next season I I think he will but actually kind of depends on Lacazette if Lacazette stays Hmm. because like if you lose Lacazette and Jacket you're kind of losing a lot a lot of character there and a lot of leadership you're losing character but is it the right character I mean I think Lacazette's character is great but with but although although having saying that we've seen Ramsdale we've seen White we've seen Gabriel they're stepping up to the fore aren't they so maybe mm. we overrate that um, but I I I think it's going to depend on whether or not Lacazette resigns if he let's say he extends for two years and we have Vlahovic right um, then I could see us being like well okay we've got Lacazette there as the kind of like elder statesman and the person who's going to kind of lead by example on, on the training pitch and stuff like that mm. I, I, but again yeah I, I think it's it, but it's it's an issue isn't it the same issue that we said why strikers more important in this window than the centre midfield option because like we might not have a striker in the in the winter uh, in the summer sorry we might not have yeah. any strikers at the club next summer and that's such a precarious position to be in we also said that before Xhaka got sent off he's going to be yeah. for bloody three games yeah. Oh, two yeah. games though isn't it yeah I think so possibly it's two games yeah okay right let's do two more good questions though aren't they I mean we've, we've yeah, very good different answers I think we've gone for for three <laughs> of the four so there you go two more we'll do today um, the first one oh, it's another it's another close one I think will Lacazette get a new contract Again, it's a similar situation, I think, that we've just discussed where... I don't think he will. You don't? I don't think he will, and I think it's because we're going to get Vlahovic this January. Mm. Like, it just seems like one of the... It's, do you know, it feels like the Ramsdale thing, doesn't it? Where, like, you can just tell someone internally and you think that someone is... Arteta is just really, like, pushing for it as hard as he can. Because at the end of the day, like, if you're Arteta, whilst you want this to be, like, a big project building thing mm. you must be thinking like i've got 18 months left and having that top striker and another sentiment could be the difference between me getting a new contract and not i don't think vlahovic arriving spells the end for lacazette i think it would be the second striker coming that would spell the end for lacazette because i think obamiang's gone i think i think vlahovic is obamiang's replacement so i think <sighs> I think even if we get a striker this January, I think we may concentrate 
on other areas in the summer and just have Vlahovic with Lacazette as backup. Yeah. Because I... I think, I think like you said, like we were talking about, is it too much change to change? And I know we'd be getting one in January and that would help. And we said that before on, on other podcasts, but I just think, especially if it was another, say it was Jonathan David from France, can you go in with two strikers with very limited Premier League? I think we'd only get rid of him if we plan to get one of the two new forwards with Premier League experience. I think he wants someone who knows the Premier well, League. We've, we've seen that in other areas. I mean, could you see a situation though? Vlahovic comes in, does really well, and then your option is either to maybe, uh, this is really hypothetical, right? Give Jacques, uh, give Lacazette a two-year 150k deal or sign like even Tony for 35 million? Mm. Uh, it, it's not, I, I mean, I'm not saying that's what we'll do, but no, it's I don't not think out, it's out of the realms of possibility. No, no. I, just I, think... I, I think there's just as much chance as Eddie being our second choice striker next year. Honestly, like, I, I don't know what's going on there either, but it's, it's, but it's, I don't know. Like, it's, Arteta likes him. Like, if you had to go out and buy an Eddie equivalent and he had a bigger deal, he'd probably cost like 25, 30 million, wouldn't he? I'd rather, extend like it. I'd rather extend like Oh, it. yeah, so would I. So would I. But I, I I, don't think he will be. I don't think so. I'm going to put my neck out on the line there. Although I kind of want him to. Is that weird? I, I think because you said Xhaka will stay and Lacazette, you then say Lacazette won't and I've gone Xhaka won't stay. So I think I'm going to say Lacazette will because I, I, I kind of agree with what you said. It, they kind of do depend on because they are liked, well-liked characters in the dressing room. I wonder whether that uh, like ability of Xhaka is fading a little bit with each mistake. I mean, imagine putting in that performance against City and then he bloody grabs the shirt of an already dying <laughs> Bernardo Silva to give the game away. Uh, and yesterday, you know, we come out with nil-nil, but they must be fuming with how hard they've had to work because of him. You'd still be fuming. Yeah. Although I think how we long lose can you game. like him for? We lose that game with eleven. To be fair, I think we lose two-nil. Yeah, but did you see Ben White's? Uh, Interview after the game, I I sensed he was really pissed off, like with Jacky. Yeah, it's it it did sound, but he's never he's not very emotional guy, is he? Ben White. No, it seems like. A but bit he of was a robot, just like, so. yeah, he was. He like, was just like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, he was like, it's not, it wasn't fun. No, he's like, he didn't enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I I reckon he will, just because in this crucial period of thinking about next season squad. He's he's not getting the goals and shots away that we all want, but I think he he is showing something, and I th- I think he was pretty great last night against Liverpool. And, and he's you know, been a Ob- much better captain could, than Aubameyang. Yeah, Aubameyang would never have been as useful as Lacazette was last night in that game. He would not have held, held that ball up, linked people in, and I think he's got a little bit fitter as well from actually having to play ninety minutes a few times because he there was a stage where he was coming off. 60 minutes every week wasn't there but he's had to play 90 minutes a few times recently so I yeah whether I think it's the right thing to do I think probably not I would just get a Premier League proven striker and a, a foreign striker and replace both of them but I think the club will probably lean into it just to keep some experience around uh, and I think kind of what you said two year 150 is probably what will happen but there you go, another one we disagree. 
final one then for this pod is it's not a yes or no. It's uh who will be the Arsenal captain next season. It was a it was a really difficult question when Aubameyang lost the captaincy, but I think we're maybe starting to see I think the fact he deferred the decision till the end of the season says yeah. says to me that it's an he wants to give it to one of the new players, but recognise. I think it's, it's between Tierney, Gabriel, and Ben White. Mm, not Ramsdale. I think it's too early, and I think it kind of feels but, better but having is, someone at the back. Yeah, is that why Arteta delayed it? I I, I think he might have delayed it because he might want to give it to Ben White. I think he just loves Ben White. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to lie, I, but because I think what what Gabriel did against City, although it, it shouldn't have been a red card in my opinion, like I think it was really harsh. It did show a lack of emotional intelligence. And the one thing you'll say about Ben White is, it's almost unlikable how robotic he is, in in a sense. But I do think you'd need that kind of like psychopath like, like he doesn't, like, he doesn't like football does he, he, says he doesn't. no he doesn't it's his job mate that's what it is it's his job and he's talk, he's been asked he's... about the captaincy before and he said he said um he said uh he said i'd love it so i don't know yeah I, so i think i think arteta's Three that he's really considering a Ramsdale, White, and Tierney. I don't Ramsdale, think he'll. White and Tierney. Okay. Yeah, I don't Maybe think he'll Gabriel give it to... the language barrier. Yeah, I, that's what I think will stop him being a candidate. Um, if I had to put my money on anyone, I'd put it on Tierney. Mm. Well, I think the, the reason he's probably given himself time um, plays to all three of those. So Ramsdale and White, new signings. You know, wants to see them bed in wants to see if they continue to be influential um, in the dressing room. And with Tierney, I think it's probably more of a, a fitness thing. Can he, is he going to play enough consistently to be worth giving him the, the armband on the pitch? Or is your vice captain going to end up being your captain all the time? So, and he had that challenge from Tavares, you know, he couldn't get back in the team for a little bit. So there's, there's a bit around there as well. And I think that was when Orba got stripped of the captaincy. Tierney wasn't actually in the 11 so it would have been strange to probably give him it at that point so you know there's been a lot of changes to this team I think it makes sense to to defer it but we need to give one name you've gone you're going Tierney I'm yeah Tierney he talked about Ramsdale's character so much I do think you say he loves White. I agree. I think he loves Ramsdale as well, and I think he's so proud that he's kind of people thought it was a crap signing, and it's turned out to be good. I think he loves that. <laughs> he loves nothing more than that, and so, same with White. Really, I mean, a lot of people. So JB's it. obviously got time to tweet and not um, not podcast, but he's just tweeted small things. If we'd used Hutchinson or Salah yesterday, we would have been forced to play on Sunday. Really? Is that just him guessing again? Or is that actual? 
he's just justifying why Arteta made his subs. Yeah, maybe because then if they've made it, if they've played a senior game, they count as a senior player, possibly. Um, also, if Shaka didn't get sent off, then if if it's only one player, I don't know. We'll see if it gets accepted. Anyway, next time we speak to you, we'll see if if the uh, Spurs game has been played. But I think that was some good debate, some close questions. I've got another six questions. But, um, Are we doing one more? Well, the last one was the captain, which I still haven't answered. You've gone to Nick. Go on. I think he's going to go Ramsdale. I'm going to put my neck on the line, Ramsdale. I think White ticks so many boxes, but I just wonder if the fact the fact that he doesn't love football, do you want your captain to not love the game? <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> it is like, fucking weird, isn't it? I'm, I'm thinking even at my level, like if you turn up and there's this guy, he's, <laughs> he's an authoritative player, but he's like, oh, just just here to get through the game. And then I'm, I'm yeah. getting, having a laugh. He's coming like golfing gear after a round. <laughs> yeah, you you want your captain to be passionate, don't you? Yeah. And like you want him to be coming in and talking about a game he's just seen. And but I find it amazing that he can be so good and not watch football because surely... You, you watch football and pick up stuff. I know he's getting yeah. training, but... I, I know this is um 22 predictions, but should we do like a quick January higher or lower? Go on then. Have you prepared um, this? No. <laughs> will we sign... Uh, will, we, will we sign more than one player in January? I thought you were going to say, will we sign someone over six foot? <laughs> Higher or lower? Got plenty of those. Uh, will we sign over... Uh, Delone's count? Yeah, why not? Yes. I think. I, okay, I think so we'll you think two. we're going to get two players? Yeah. Okay. And do you think we'll get rid of more than two, including Maitland-Niles? Including Maitland-Niles. So we're basically thinking one, it's basically another two players outgoing is essentially what I'm asking. Mm. Is that going to happen? Depends on the player really, doesn't it? Because uh, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Pablo Mari leaving, which I think potentially doesn't need replacing. So if he goes... Um, uh, I'm going to say no. I think one one else leaves. I just think because we're so short, even with two coming in, I got a feeling Arteta will close the doors, and and think we'll sort it out in the summer. The only the only thing that will change that is if someone comes in for Orba, which there's been a little bit of talk today about. I don't know if you saw Juventus that. on loan. Mm. And I I do think we do need if we're not going to reintegrate him, which I, I kind of think we're past the point we do need to find even if it's alone somewhere because I don't think it's we talk about it this time last year me and JB about having big senior players on big money senior players not doing anything and and the effect on morale and and things uh, at the club and I, we can't get into that situation again so okay I'm going to say yes I think two more go. <laughs> okay what about you uh, I I think so. I think yeah. Mary will go, so that's one. 
So that's two overall. And then I think it's kind of like, you know, someone else will go, right? It could be out someone out of the blue, right? It could be like, you know, everyone comes back. Suddenly we've got Xhaka, Party, Lukonga, a loan signing. And you're like, do you need El Nenny? Uh, it probably stays, but do you know what I mean? It's like something mm. random else could happen. So I think there'll be two, another two. Or like someone sees Chambers last night. It's like, oh, he can play football. Should we put a loan in for him? Mm. Um, well, I think if we sign a striker, which we've kind of both said we think we will, then surely one striker goes, whether that's a, a late low bid for Enketia. I know he said he wants to keep him, but if someone comes in with like eight million pound on deadline day, he said, I'm definitely not going to sign again. You've just bought a new striker. No one's taken Orba, so you're going to have to use him. Then you're accepting that. I mean, surely. What's one of your upcoming questions, whether or not Aubameyang will play for Arsenal again? I can't tell you. (laughs) Tune in next week. (laughs) Tune in next week for more. (laughs) Um, No, it's not. Do you think he will? Uh, I'm going to lean towards no. Again, for kind of my answer for the Saliba thing, I just think Arteta is too stubborn. And sometimes stubbornness is a good thing, sometimes it's bad. I'm not saying he's right in the Saliba or Aubameyang situations, but I just can't see either of them actually playing. I think, I think Saliba will. Yeah, I wouldn't actually be shocked I, if Aubameyang does as well. Yeah. Do you, if it was up to you, would Aubameyang play again? No. I wouldn't. I think once you've frozen him out and you see how much better we are without him and you see how much more motivated that forward line is, then, um, yeah, I would never play him again. <laughs> mm. What about if the only offers Inter pay 20% of his wages? Sorry, I've just seen one of the funniest tweets ever. It's not um, from JB, is it? No, but it's it's the guy who's the head of mischief at Paddy Power. That's his title. And he said, uh, understand among the absentees at Arsenal, uh, the Premier League, they want the Premier League to consider postponing Spurs game for uh, our two players who have requested two days of annual leave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, so good. Um, anyway, sorry, I've got nothing else to say. <laughs> nothing else to say. I've just seen a tweet which is very fair. Just a thought, maybe Arsenal, who have a massive squad, shouldn't have loaned out Maitland Niles. Not sure I have much. Well, sympathy. that's what that's what one of my Spurs mates are saying. But like, if we've gotten three injuries in a COVID case since then, we'd still be under the number. So, you know, we'd still have thirteen players, not twelve. We're under the number. Like... Yeah, we're under a number, but we've got one COVID case. So I, I, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I agree with you. I don't think it should. But like, look, if Leicester are getting games postponed, if Spurs got games postponed, mm. um, then and and also I saw another interesting take, which was Arsenal kind of did the Premier League a favour playing that first game at Brentford because mm. it was the opening night. Everyone was buzzed off it. You saw how crazy the the Brentford fan, uh, fans were. You saw like Jamie Carragher and. Um, and Gary Neville like dancing all over the pitch, like the excitement, the buzz of like fans back in the stadium. There was no way that was ever getting cancelled, and Arsenal kind of did them a favour. So I wonder if there'll be some of that, which is like, well, you made us play when this happened. Like these are the this the precedent you've sent. And I also think that this will force the Prem to create some rules around it. Mm, yeah, there's just scrolling through Twitter. There's quite a lot of outrage about this, isn't there? 
from from the neutrals. Xhaka getting sent off should not be the cause of Premier League postponement. Otherwise, we'll never finish that season. That's not the cause of it. Even and I mean, with Xhaka, we have 13. As, as you said, yeah, as you said with that Brentford game, we had I think it was five or six had COVID, and and we know for a fact that games have been called off for less COVID cases when you add in the injuries and stuff. So part of it, I feel like the Premier League. I mean, it's case by case, but they kind of owe us a favour after that. It cost us three points potentially. Yeah, that squad. Yeah. But um, yes, yeah, so I, I think if we play them, we'll beat them. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I just think they're just. I I just don't rate them at all at the moment. I think they're, um, they're very it, average. If, if we do, if we do have to play, who, who are you playing centre mid? Um, uh, do what we did at um, Liverpool. Five at the back. Play for 10 men. (laughs) Yeah, basically, but with Kentia. So basically 10 men. Get early reds and just stick it out. But but, so you'd play five, you'd play Lukonga, Martinelli, and Saka, and then feel free. (laughs) No, I'd play. Yeah, that's what I'd do. Or. But where are you putting the extra player? Because you have actually got 11. Just up top, Nketiah with Lacazette. God, I don't want to see that. And you think we'd win? I, I just think Spurs are shit. Yeah, but we, <laughs> like, we, genuinely, we... like, like, uh, that's what how Liverpool played last night is worse than Spurs. Like, not as bad as Spurs. Spurs are worse. It's a completely than different game. I mean, we we'd have to play. We didn't play. We didn't try to play. Yeah, but would we though? I kind of think we just settle for a draw if we went five at the back. But we don't want a draw, do we? No, no. But I think, think there'd be like one moment and we'd shit out. So oh, full strength, we'd, we'd beat them, I think. Full strength for level will win. And I think winning the game would be huge for our top It would be massive. So Anyway, I'm kind of saying all this t- tongue-in-cheek. Um, let's let's see. Mm, Martinelli, CM. He's got the work rate for it. LCM, mate. <laughs> I saw a predicted lineup which was just Saka and Lukonga in midfield with five at the back and then Ketia on the right, Martinelli on the left, and Lacazette off top. And I was just like, I really don't want to watch that. <laughs> no. I was like, I do not want to watch that at all. Um but it I don't know. I think it will get called off. I don't think I don't see how it can't be. Mm. I'd probably for what it's worth, I'd have uh, Chambers and Lukonga. Would you? Yeah. Would you top, play four top, or five? Four. So I'd have Tommy Keep keep the back five the same. Ramsdale, Tommy, White, Gabriel, Tierney. You've got consistency there. You've got Chambers, who's got some experience in midfield. Next to Lukonga, who I think defensively is a little bit suspect. So you've got a bit more security. And it can almost be a five at times, because Chambers played there. And then uh, Saka, Smith, Rowe, Martinelli, Lacazette. I think it's a pretty strong team. The the reason I'm happy if it does get called off is we've got literally nothing on the bench. <laughs> yeah, it would so, not be good. No. They're, they're probably shattered from Thursday as well. Roll right. on next Thursday. Cancel yeah. the Sunday. Let's go. My girlfriend started hoovering downstairs. So I heard a few like beeps and I was like, what's going on? Yeah. It's time to finish it. What she's saying is you've been chatting too long. <laughs> it's time to go. She's it's decent. time to go. Yeah. Right, Aubameyang's out for tonight, by the way, so we don't have him to to knock party out, unfortunately. Oh, no. Might be a good thing. Maybe they'll get better without Aubameyang as well. <laughs> Imagine Gabon win the Afcon. Uh, anyway, <laughs> right, yes, no, that's been a good uh, chat about some predictions. So if you enjoyed that, our next podcast, we've got. I won't reveal names in case they don't actually happen, 
But what I can tell you is that I've been fiercely planning two very special guests. You've been very busy in this transfer window, haven't you? Uh, I have, yeah. What, what I've got to say is they didn't meet the subscription deadline to be on tonight's pod, which is, is a shame. It's a bit like Arthur didn't get signed in time to play against Spurs. Yeah, I think uh, that might be one of the reasons we've gone for the postponement. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so please come back. Please. I promise it won't just be me and me and Pat again next time. Um, we've got some good transfer stuff coming up. A, a transfer guru is one of the uh, one of our targets. So uh, be prepared for that. Yes, yeah, so we'll chat next week. After who knows what our next game will be. Uh, follow follow me on Twitter for more delightful insight and good questions. And follow Pat if you've got something wrong with you that you think it would be a good idea to follow Pat (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) I'm at Pet Barisha on Twitter at P-E-T-B-E-R-I-S-H-A and I've been Ollie Price Bates at Ollie Price Bates and we have been the Fresh Arsenal Pod at Fresh Arsenal Pod please give us a follow on there and also subscribe whatever you're listening to thank you very much goodbye Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.